HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. <laughs> yes, so actually, um, we do, the concept is husband dine on a mat. Okay. So you, the guests would come in, remove their shoes. There is a space where you leave okay. your shoes. Your shoes, no shoes allowed. So leave your shoes, um, sit on the mat, wash your hands. We have calabash. We try to make it as authentic as okay. possible. So you wash your hands with warm water and lime okay. or lemon. And then food is served. So... Hey everyone, you're listening to Item 13, a bi-weekly podcast having everything African food, and I'm your host, Yom Tego. Every other week, we'll delve into the world of African food, chefs, curators, and bloggers. I hope you enjoy it. This week, I speak to Sierra Leonean-born and raised Chef Fatmata Binta. Promoting Fulani cuisine to the world, Chef Binta was born and raised in Freetown, Sierra Leone, to first-generation Sierra Leonean Fulanis of Ghanaian descent. She describes herself as the Fulani chef, a classic nomad. She's traveled to several continents and has worked with many African chefs. She's also been featured on several TV shows and media outlets across the African continent. She's now based in Accra, Ghana, where she's building a rich culinary experience through her Fulani traditional dining pop-ups. Her vision is to promote Fulani culture through food and promote African cuisine to the world. For this interview, we'll speak to Chef Binta about her journey to becoming a chef, her experiences across the African continent, and more about her Fulani dining concept. I think this is one you'll truly enjoy. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Chef Benta. I'm going to call you Chef Benta yes. the whole time. Thank you. Casey and the title. <laughs> no problem. How are you today? I'm good. You? I'm all right. It's okay. been a long day, but uh, we'll make it through. Yes. <laughs> Let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. I'm Fatmata Benta yes. from Sierra Leone, um, owner of Fulani Kitchen. Fulani Kitchen is a nomadic pop-up dining yeah. service, and uh, I'm a chef also, a gourmet yes. chef, I would like to say, I'm a gourmet <laughs> chef. Um, I'm very passionate about African cuisine, um, especially Fulani cuisine, okay. I try to promote it as okay. much as possible. Yeah, we'll talk a lot about that. Yes, so I'm currently based in Accra, Ghana, and... Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. What? Tell us about growing up in. You grew up in. Syria. I'm a Sierra Leonean. Ah, okay. And I grew up between actually Sierra Leone and Guinea. Okay. Why I would say between because <laughs> <laughs> I used to visit during holidays a lot. Oh, okay. So I spent all most of my holidays with my grandma. Okay. Guinea. So I guess that's where I get more okay. of my inspiration and love for Fulani cuisine. <laughs> I see. How would you describe Sierra Leone versus Ghana, for example? Because, so this is going to go to a wide audience, and mm-hmm. we, a lot of the people that I'm speaking to at the beginning of this are mostly West Africans, so mm-hmm. Ghanaian, Nigerian. They're pretty familiar with the culture, the food. Mm-hmm. But Sierra Leone, Guinea, that's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. So from your experience living in Accra and traveling around Ghana, also, mm-hmm. what? How do you think it's similar? How do you think it's different? It's actually similar in many ways. And I would say in terms of it being different, Ghanaians eat more spicy food. <laughs> yeah. food is marin- the way they marinate it, I think, because in okay. Sierra Leone also eat spicy food, but you use ginger a lot, oh, okay. a lot more. In Sierra Leone, if I'm cooking garlic and ginger, I will use one clove. Ghanaians <laughs> 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 the whole clove. And then how did you end up being a chef? How, how did you go from living in Sierra Leone and where did you train? What was the inspiration to become a chef? I've actually loved cooking since ah, I could too. remember. And I studied international relations to begin with. Okay. I studied travel and tourism. <laughs> I studied marketing. Okay. Oh, it's wow. like I was trying to find yeah. my true calling. So finally in 2000 and 14, I decided to pursue culinary okay. art, um, pursue being a chef as okay. a career. But I've always loved cooking. Okay. I started cooking well at the age of eight. <laughs> well, I like how yeah. you qualify that. Well, <laughs> not okay. professionally, yeah. but well at okay. the age of eight. Okay. I would cook even to bring the pot down. I was way too young to bring it down. Oh. I had to call for help. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So, where did you go to culinary school and what was that like? I went to school in Kenya, okay. Nairobi, Kenya. Oh. That's where I studied culinary arts. And the Kenyans also don't like spice. At all. I don't know if it's just West Africans or just Ghanaians. No, Nigerians. I think Nigerians that is South African do, thing. Nigerians don't do as much spice as, as Ghanaians, I think. In a way. So yeah, I think... Yeah. I think... No, I think Nigerians eat more spicy food. Oh, really? Yeah. But Ghanaians is about the way they marinate okay. their food. <laughs> <laughs> it's the but Nigerian food is spicy. Okay. I, I really haven't spicy. had a lot of Nigerian food, I will say. It's spicy. Catfish, yeah. spicy. Everything is spicy. Okay. Yeah, they do catfish more, and we do tilapia more. Tilapia. Of, like, fish. And, okay. Exactly. So you went to Kenya? Yeah, I went to... Why Kenya? Um, I applied actually initially to Greece. Okay. Um, Greece? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think when I think culinary school, I think like French cuisine. I know. Or Europe, actually, in general. Yes. Oh, Greece. Actually, I applied because I was looking for different, different, different oh, schools. Okay. And then um, this one in Greece okay. is like, so I applied. And the same school I went to in Nairobi, so um, Nairobi was the new okay. branch. Okay. So I was advised, oh, since you're from Africa, right, we have yeah. a new campus. And initially, I didn't want to go because yeah. I was like, Africa. <laughs> and it's new also. Yeah, right? new. They were just going to teach me how right. to cook. The <laughs> same thing. you already know, right? Yeah. yeah, somebody convinced me that actually Nairobi is way yeah. more than you expected. 
And I loved it. You loved it. How, loved how long were you in Nairobi? It's two years. For, oh, wow. Uh, it's called Boma International okay. Hospitality College. Okay, cool. Yes. And then you learned? Culinary arts. Oh, okay. Yes. And then worked a little, because it's a hotel school, actually. Oh, so you do a little bit of hospitality, hotel management. Yes. So it's oh, an nice. in-house training. I see. Oh, cool. Yes. So then you did that for two years, and then mm-hmm. and then what? And then... um returned to Ghana. Actually, when it was internship time was when I returned to Ghana. Okay. Yes, so, because I was also doing private in Kenya. Yeah, I see. So, I know you mentioned <laughs> to me separately that you, you were private chef to the first female pilot first in Africa to pilot. fly the Boeing 77. Yeah. Was that in Nairobi? Or? Nairobi. Oh, cool. Miss so, how I... did you get that opportunity? And Facebook. Like, no. <laughs> Social oh. media. <laughs> Wait, so she contacted you or... Yes. She actually... Oh, wow. Okay, what happened? I post... Um, I did a post on the expat, Niobe expat okay. page that, oh, I'm a student at um, Boma International Hospitality College, but I do part-time, so if you're interested, reach out. Yeah. And because she's well-traveled, so she, she sent me a message that, oh, I noticed you're from West Africa, and I love West Africa. <laughs> So it's she wanted West African food, food. really. So oh, I see. So what were you cooking for her, like in terms of West African food? Cassava leaves, potato oh, leaves, um, cream cream, which you call ayoyo. Okay. Yeah, things like that. Um, we've been friends since, because whenever oh, I visit yes. Did Kenya, you ever fly in the Boeing 787? So no. <laughs> but she did give me first class. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Well, so where did you go with the first class? Ticket? I gave somebody else, actually, another <laughs> chef. <laughs> Now let's talk about um, Fulani culture. Because mm-hmm. when I think of Fulani, I think nomadic living, mm-hmm. I think cows, like yeah. and an association <laughs> with North Africa also for mm-hmm. some reason. But it seems to be a blend between like Western Africa and mm-hmm. Northern African culture, right? Yes. Okay. It actually is. Because one thing also I noticed, um, before I used to think that Fulani culture is more similar to Hausa than any yeah. other until I visited um, the Maasai okay. Mara. Yeah. Actually, okay. we share a lot oh, really? in common. A lot. The way they do things, the way they live, they, it's see. healthy. So, nomadically, um, Fulani, cuisine, Fulani cuisine is... Fulani people, sorry, yeah. we are nomadic. And our food, because of that, it has a lot of impact on, on our food and the way yeah. we process our food. Our food mostly sun-dried, ready for on-the-go. Uh, yeah. Because we move a lot. Yes, yes, yes. So it's always, okay. yeah. Interesting. Something. And then in, in true Fulani fashion yourself, mm-hmm. you've traveled widely and worked with many, many African chefs. Yes. Do you think your travels in any way influenced your decision to start Fulani Kitchen? Yes, a lot. Um, having traveled a lot, um, I realized that, one, people don't know much about Fulani cuisine. Mm-hmm. That was the main reason, actually, that fueled my desire to start promoting okay. Fulani cuisine. And also, I noticed that um, the culture, I'm scared that the culture is fading away okay. a little because of intermarriages, okay. uh, people, the world is moving way too yes. fast now. So It's your way of preserving the preserving, culture food. Yeah, food nice. with my little baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk more about Fulani kitchen. Um, you, you talked about why you decided to start it. What's the concept? And are you focused on specifically on Sierra Union food, Fulani, broadly, mm-hmm. more broadly? I'm focused more 
in Fulani more okay. broadly. So what the main focus mm-hmm. now is to travel to all counties that has Fulani. Okay. Tribes. So what what are those countries? Mostly Northern Africa, West and West African yep. countries. More, right? Yes, between that because we have um we'll start with Ghana actually. Okay. I want to start oh, yeah, in Northern Ghana. Ghana, right? Yes. You do have and then I'll move to Guinea where okay. my parents are from. <laughs> And then Mali, Senegal, um, Gambia, okay. whereas Niger, Chad. And then the idea is to learn the nuances and the differences between each of these Fulani cultures, right? And yes. try to infuse that into what you do for Fulani. Exactly. Nation. Exactly. Will you be doing pop ups and stuff in all Based. these countries? Yes. Oh, wow. okay, okay, not in those countries. The plan is each country each county I'll travel to mm-hmm. when we get back will do a team oh. of that country. So okay. let's say we pop up this one yeah. will be Abidjan, inspiration from Abidjan, inspiration from Liberia, inspiration from Sierra oh, Leone. Cool. So each pop up would bring be around, yeah. around that. You also do the pop up dining stuff in Accra. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the events you've done and like explain the concept of what you do in, in Accra? Because I've seen pictures of people <laughs> sitting on the floor. <laughs> so. Yes, so actually, um, we do the concept is has been dine on a mat. Okay. So you the guests would come in, remove their shoes. There's a space where you leave okay. your shoes. Your shoes, no shoes allowed. So leave your shoes, um, sit on the mat, wash your hands. We have calabash. We try to make it as authentic as okay. possible. So you wash your hands with warm water and lime okay. or lemon. And then food is served. So I try to explain each dish okay. while they eat the concept behind it, the story, um, how I source my ingredients, yeah. the whole inspiration behind okay. it. And then at the end, we have cleansers, which people are always looking forward <laughs> to. So we serve like bush tea, the local bush tea okay. from oh, wow. the forest in yeah. Guinea. <laughs> so it's mostly that sit on the map. It's very intimate. Okay. People get to interact because... The numbers I try to okay. make What's it limit. What's the typical number of people you? Twelve have? to okay. fifteen max. maximum. Okay, yes, maximum. 15. And then most, do you find that people are comfortable with the idea of sitting down on the floor? <laughs> There's a mat, so they're sitting on the floor on, the, on a mat, mm-hmm. and they're eating with their hands. So I've seen pictures, and it, yes. it looks like it's not just Africans, right? You've yes. had a wide variety of people from. It looks like all over the world. Yes. So what's their reaction and comfort level to one sitting on the floor to eating with your hands it's actually interesting um the first event was interesting we had the opportunity to host 16 students from yale okay university we were doing exchange um an african tour actually so it was interesting because you have the few of them who were like oh i don't think i can do this thing. so they would get up and pace around Pace around a little and then sit again and then pace around, but it was interesting. Yeah, I think it's a good actually, it really is a good way to show your culture. Something was lay down after. (laughs) (laughs) It's a memorable experience, and it's something that they can go back and then talk to other people about. Like, hey, I I went to Ghana and experienced this part of Fulani. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think this is a good time to take a short break. So, we'll take a break when we come back, we'll dive more into the pop-up dining concept, and your life as a chef. Okay. And then we'll probably also talk a little bit about that in the context of the whole African food boom and how mm-hmm. Fulani Kitchen sort of fits into, into it. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so welcome back. Thank you. Um, so we're going to talk about pop-up dining, we're going to talk about collaborations, mm-hmm. life as a chef on your own. Um, so let's first talk about pop-up dining. It seems to be like a big thing now. Everybody's doing pop-up restaurants in every city I've been to. It's like mm-hmm. the new latest thing in like restaurant world. People mm-hmm. are choosing to do pop-ups versus having a traditional restaurant. Like how and why did you choose to do the pop-up route versus working either in a restaurant or your own restaurant? I know you've worked in, in kitchens before, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so maybe let's talk about that first and then why you chose to do the pop-up route. Okay. So I've actually worked um, in two establishments okay. before in Kenya <laughs> um, where I was training in yeah. house in Boma okay. Hotel, yes. and then also in Ghana at La Villa Boutique okay. Hotel, and then I moved to Villa Monticello. Okay. So working in a kitchen actually is very interesting. That's where the action is. Yeah, we see it on all the features. <laughs> That's where you really feel yeah. like a chef, and you get to also learn a lot. Um, it's like, especially for me, my experience has been interesting at Villa Monticello. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot because I had the opportunity to work under Chef Ubi. Okay. She's the executive chef there, and she's amazing. Okay. <laughs> she's an amazing chef. So, And she tries also to challenge you, because okay. every three months, she will change the her menu. menu. Yeah. yeah. So you have to step up. Well, then I need to go check it out, because I don't think I've ever been to... I'm thinking La Villa Boutique, but okay. you're talking about Villa Monticello, right? Monticello. I don't think I've been, so I, sh- I should check it out. You have to. <laughs> you have to. Like, she's a very good okay. chef. She's a very good chef, so she really pushed me. Okay. She really pushed me. And then, so why did you decide not to? How long were you there? I was there for seven months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, what made you decide to leave? Was that when you left and started Fulani Kitchen? Yes. And then, so what was the inspiration or the push to first go out on your own mm-hmm. and then decide specifically to do pop-ups? Okay, for me, the inspiration was... When I was at Villa Monticello, mm-hmm. um, having also traveled in between, yeah. for me, when you're working in a hotel, it's way more hectic and demanding. Because okay. imagine working for like nine hours yeah. a day. And then also trying to brand something on the side. Okay. It doesn't work. Oh, because you're trying to do both at the time? At the oh, same okay. time. Okay. I was always tired. <laughs> I was always tired. I get two days off. And after working five days, nine yeah. hours, when you get two days off, you're sleeping. Yeah. So I had to make this hard decision mm. to quit, which means like I won't get to train yeah. on that high again and improve my skills right. and then start my own thing. Okay. So for me now, I have this thing where I will have to go back for more training every year. So, okay. Yes, that's my so plan. So when you say that, do you mean you go back to Villa Monticello specifically? No, to... I'll travel out, okay. go to culinary schools, maybe in France, in Italy, just to polish okay. on certain areas. <laughs> okay. okay, so then... You do training to improve your skill sets and all of that stuff, and then yes. hopefully apply those techniques to Fulani Kitchen. Fulani Kitchen. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about Fulani food. You mm-hmm. said you know the culture is appearing; people don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. But someone, even I, actually, mm-hmm. I saw a picture today on your Instagram mm-hmm. account, and I was like, "Oh my God, this looks so good!" But mm-hmm. I would never know that it's Fulani food. <laughs> so what? Let's go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. What are the 
for someone who's not familiar with Fulani food, mm-hmm. what's the what are your staple foods? I mean, you talk about it being tied to the nomadic culture, right? Mm-hmm. So it has it's a lot of the sun dried. What are the basic ingredients? Mm-hmm. So if we think about Ghanaian food, for example, and I was explaining mm-hmm. to somebody else, say, oh, it's mostly it's carb heavy, yes. tomato based, mm-hmm. soups and stews, yeah. that sort of thing. And for Fulani food, what's what's that like? It's generally? more corn. Okay. More corn. We eat corn a lot. Sun dried also. Okay. So the then, corn on the cob. Sun dried, some, some on the cup. We actually have the one on the cup, like when we we're preserving, yeah, on the cup, and they'll hang it. Oh, with oh the I've meat. seen those pictures, yeah, yes. okay. And then we try to pound okay. and then sieve, use it for flour based dishes. Okay. Also, milk with cow milk. Ah, uh, yeah, lot. of course, <laughs> <laughs> cow milk a lot. And also, we eat offals, offals okay. for yes. people who don't understand what offals are. Mainly the, you know, the intestine, those parts here. Yeah. Okay. So we eat that a lot. So mostly it's corn, um, dried cassava. Okay. Everything is dried, actually. Okay. So corn, okra, even our okra is dried. So a lot of the food, so you wouldn't even do, so when it's dried corn, it's mm-hmm. brown corn, you're not yes. adding, you're adding little or no water. You add water and then chili, hot okay. chili, pepper, onions, tomatoes. Okay. We don't do, we don't add extra additives. Okay, interesting. I see. Yeah. So what what's the one dish that if you wanted to introduce people to Fulani food, what's the one dish they should try and then can you describe it for us without making us hungry <laughs> listening to you <laughs> describe it? Actually there is a lot. That's the thing. Okay, the one thing I'll I would like to introduce to anyone. It's the, called lachery and kosan. Lachery. Ekosan. Ekosan. Okay. Yeah, it's actually kind of a dessert thing. Okay. So it's corn, um, steamed corn. Okay. Sun dried first, and then powdered, okay. sieve, and then steam, and then it goes with the milk. The cow cow's milk. milk. Yeah, okay. the cow's milk, but not the fresh milk. It's fermented a bit. Okay, again, because you are not in one place, you're moving. Moving. Oh, <laughs> and they add sugar yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. Okay. It's actually very good. Oh. Yeah, so that's one and thing I like. You need to come, come <laughs> with you here. You have to. Dining experiences and try that. That, that sounds really interesting. And then, so after moving out on your own, what are some of the challenges you faced? And then if there are any specific stories you want to share, especially mm-hmm. around either collaborating mm-hmm. or attracting um, clients or customers mm-hmm. to your dining experiences, mm-hmm. or even the idea of Fulani food and introducing it to people who don't know anything no. about it. Like, what are some of the challenges you've experienced? Actually, my challenge has been getting a brand recognition Okay. in Ghana. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's slow. It's mm-hmm. picking up, actually, because okay. people know about Fulani yeah. Kitchen and who is behind it, but right. they don't know what is Fulani yeah. Kitchen. Exactly. I feel like I've seen your name. I know. Yes. I lo- I, I've seen it everywhere, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know what no. Fulani food is. So. And sometimes, I something I've noticed also, it's not even just Ghana. Like it's an African thing. Yeah. We are not adventurous when it comes to food. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. Yeah, even within even within the continent, right? Mm-hmm. So I lived in South Africa yeah. for a couple of years, okay. and there were so many people that I met that had never tried West African food. Wow. I'd be like, I would be looking for plantains, and some people had never no, heard but... of plantains, and I'm like, oh my god, how like how can you live in a world without plantains? Plantain. But yeah, you're right. I don't, and I don't know what. Um, 
why that is. If it's just yeah. we're limited in terms of our ability to travel around and see mm-hmm. what you know our neighbors, etc., experiencing, mm-hmm. or we're just comfortable in we're just comfortable. What we know. And so, like, we're not going to try something. I, even even when we were talking earlier about Nigerian food being spicy, mm-hmm. like I said, I I barely, barely barely eat Nigerian food, and I have so many Nigerian friends. I've been to Lagos a few times, wow. but when I when I go to Lagos, I try things that I'm familiar you with, know. like jollof. Because although, for the record, I'm not a, a big fan of Nigerian jollof, but I take it because okay, I'm like okay, if I'm here, I might as well. So. <laughs> but I don't think I've gone out of my way to try. to try stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, the last time I was in Lagos, maybe about a month ago, I wanted to try Ofada rice, mm-hmm. and one of my Kenyan friends was like, "Nah, <laughs> don't do it. It's just a little should bit." Have. <laughs> I should have. Hey, I really wanted to try something different. And I mm-hmm. ended up going to um, a place called Terra Culture. Okay. And I had ended up having beans and planting like red red essentially yeah something I know (laughs) so maybe yeah there's something to be said about staying in your comfort zone we are not adventurous so it's a challenge me trying to push full and because then you're like what I think I would try that for me the novelty I think Mm -hmm. I think you have a there's a possibility potential here to do something big with it i think thank you <laughs> i really think so so i'll be looking out for your next pop-up uh, dining experience or anything like that thank you um, and then in terms of collaborations who do you tend do you do a lot of collaborations and who do you tend to work with when you do actually i have but there is a challenge to it um because for now moving forward um i think i'll I'll try to collaborate more with um, someone like who is on the same page. Okay. <laughs> you get their, their challenges yeah. when it comes to collaborating. You want to do this. That person wants to do yeah. the timing. That person is busy. Yeah. Or you're, you're available. When you're available, that like there's always yeah. that clash. So making it happen is actually hectic. Yeah. Collaborations are very good. But they're hectic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then what types of things do you look for in a person? So in, in case someone is listening and they mm-hmm. like the idea and they want to work with you or collaborate mm-hmm. with you, what type of things do you look for in um, a collaboration? So what are in a in a partner, mm-hmm. what do you, what are you looking for? For me we have to our we have to be on the same page. Okay. Yeah, we have to be on the same page. Um I want to push something very authentic. Okay. I try to be authentic and simple as possible. And I look for the same thing okay. in someone. Timing. You have to be disciplined. Right. Um, time management. Yeah. Timing is very important <laughs> to me. And for me, yeah, communication. Right. Yeah. I look for those things. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. So then what's next for Fulani Kitchen? Fulani Kitchen. We want to go on the road. Um, it's nomadic. Oh. I so, okay, you're playing into the idea. Of, I see. Okay, okay. Yes, I want okay. to be nomadic as okay. possible. So, um, the plan is going forward is to post in different cities. Yes. In, in Ghana or across West Africa? Across we'll start Africa. in Africa and then globally. Oh, nice. We should, we should talk. Because, you know, in SF13, we do mm. a lot of events okay. wherever, I, wherever um, my day job takes okay. And so, like, you know, we just finished something in London and mm-hmm. hopefully, um, when I move to okay. New York this summer, mm-hmm. we can bring Fulani to Definitely. the people of the Americas. <laughs> America, <if you> will. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to go into the um, rapid fire mm-hmm. segment of the 
interview. But before we do that, can you let us know where people can find you online, social media, etc.? Okay, so we are on Facebook, um, Fulani Kitchen. Okay. And also on Instagram, Fulani underscore Kitchen. Okay. And also my personal page, Chef underscore Binta. Okay. Or our website, www.fulanikitchen.com. Okay. All right, that sounds great. And we'll include that in the show notes so that people can easily click through and and get to those sites. Okay. All right, now time for the rapid fire questions. I told you they were easy, so... (laughs) I mean, from, from what I've done so far, it seems like people are pretty, uh, pretty good with them. So, all right, let's go. Mm. The first one. Ghana Jollof or Niger Jollof? <laughs> you should have expected that. <laughs> Ghana Jollof. <laughs> okay. It's because you're in Ghana today. Why, Ghana. Why, why Ghana Jollof? Why is Ghana Jollof better? I think it is. Okay, Niger Jollof is hard for me. I, I think the rice is too... Yeah, it's about the rice. I keep telling people it's, it's about, about the rice. rice yes, it doesn't just blend think, well yeah, with the sauce. I don't think it's sorry. <laughs> okay, um, buffet or a la carte? A la carte. Okay. Swallow or rice? Rice. Red wine or white wine? Red wine. Coffee or tea? Tea. Dining or takeout? Dining. Morning person or night person? <sighs> night. I hardly sleep. <laughs> Oh, I'm such a morning person. I don't understand nice people. Um, Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Instagram. <laughs> I love both. I, I would say Instagram for me. Too. Instagram. I spend a lot of time on Instagram. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve? <sighs> I actually don't have any. Oh, I've heard somebody say that too. How can you not have a pet peeve? No. Well, good for you. Uh, and the last one is, what's your favorite African restaurant? Anywhere in the world. That's not to be Ghana. And that's not to be Ghana. Wow. Your favorite African mm-hmm. restaurant? Apart from Fulani Kitchen? Apart from Fulani Kitchen, clearly. <laughs> right now, wow. I would say Gold Coast. Okay. Yeah. Because they Coast. do... Um, Local Ghanaian, do they do Nigerian also? Yes, I, I, okay. I'm not sure, but I know that like I've had jollof here, yeah. <laughs> it's really you good. You have Ghanaian jollof, yeah, <laughs> Ghanaian jollof, and it's so, really good. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, I don't eat out much, okay, but well, when you do, I think they've never failed me. Okay, consistent, consistent yeah. yeah, which is hard to find. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Right, well, thank you so, so much for your time. It's such a pleasure <laughs> chatting with you. I'm looking forward to eating Fulani food sometime. Soon, we can't you. wait to yeah, host you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. This is the end of the show, and we will speak to you next time. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Item 13, an Essence 13 production. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. To keep up to date on news and events from Essence 13, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Essence and the number 13. Thank you.